0: Hi, I-80 Sports fans. Um, we're back. I'm Bob, as always.
1: And yeah, this is Sir Alex.
0: And we have a, to be aboard. A, a new guest, Sir Alex, who's going to help us out with our new content for this year, which is going to be MLS Soccer. Um, for the past football season, we've made a lot of money together. We've done some fantasy. We've done some DFS stuff. But football season, as you all know, is coming to a close. And we're on to our new project. Um, we're going to have a lot of special guests. We're going to talk MLS soccer. We're going to talk soccer in general. And our goal here is not to have um, a one-team podcast. right? We're not talking just about Red Bulls. Although, I've been a fan you know, since the Metro Star Days. And I've been a season ticket holder. I think this is my eighth season uh sir alex i think you've been even much longer than me
1: i've started since day one and uh, i was an old cosmos fan with my dad back in the day so i used to go to giant stadium and started with the retro stars from day one and still to this day and uh you know very frustrating being a rebel fan so we're not going to talk about that a lot on the show
0: yeah it, it, it's ups and downs and there's also a lot of really great red bulls podcasts you know i'm thinking of of one already People do that, but there's nothing that covers all of MLS that predicts winners. And, you know, as always, we're going to try to, you know, play a couple dollars, um, maybe dabble in some DFS lineups and and come up with a way to make unbiased MLS predictions. Okay, Um, we did want to introduce ourselves. Um, You know me, um, but most of our listeners know me as a football first guy. So we want to give a little background into my soccer. Um, I played for 10 years when I was a kid and um, we might have this in common, Alex. I know we're we're both Clifton guys. I never yeah. played in high school. I didn't play high school ball, but I started out with the rec league, the Clifton Stallions. Yeah, well,
1: uh, I can tell you that I was on the first Clifton Stallions team that was ever formed. Uh, my old coach and my father formed that after uh, I started playing in the Clifton Boys Club as a kid, and I think it was the fourth or fifth grade. So uh, that was... That connection, and I'm going into the Clifton Steins, and that's how I got into this crazy soccer passion I have now.
0: Yeah, that was kind of it. I I was never really an athletic kid. I was always the smallest, shortest, skinniest, least athletic. Um, So soccer was kind of my introduction into the sports world. Um, I am the same age group as a famous uh, Cliftonian um, beginner, and that would be uh, Giuseppe Rossi. He was in my age group, and cool. I played defense, so I remember having those playoff games where it was like, hey, go mark that guy.
1: <laughs> and said his father was my coach, very passionate guy. Uh, he'd scream at you at the, at the top of his lungs, and you could hear it three blocks away. Trust me, the guy had a pair of lungs on him. But oh. uh, he, Fernando Rossi, it was... Uh, Excellent, excellent. Yeah, and
0: yeah. and yeah, and I mean, he's like a legendary Clifton coach. Really? Um, had a lot of guys come up through that system, um, and a lot of people had a great experience. <laughs> I did not. My I was he. I never had him on my team. I never had him on my team. I always had to try to cover him, and that's not something you could do. Um, frustration led to me quitting soccer. I took two years in baseball before I finally landed in hockey, which I played through high school and college. Um, so I came back in, when I was in college, um, to, to soccer fandom, you know, starting watching again, that's when I really started following Red Bulls. Um, one of my best friends took a semester abroad and came back from Manchester, uh, a big soccer fan. We had a couple great world cups in a row. Um, you, you probably have a better memory of that than me making the quarterfinals. Yeah. Was that nine, uh, 2000? 2000... You know, lost to Germany, won nothing, I do believe. What what year was that? Two thousand and four. Yeah, it
1: should be. I think it was two thousand and four. The World Cup was here in ninety four, so it was after that.
0: Yeah. Um. So, you know, kind kind of got back into soccer that way, and now I am really far behind. Um, Alex, do you want to talk a little bit more about your uh, history with with soccer, with um, yeah, following well, teams, playing? Yeah. Well, you
1: know, I grew up in Clifton, and I started at the Clifton Boys Club, and at the time it was when that league started it was kids from like six years old to high school seniors and they had a league for every age group and it was dirt you know they played in the high school gym i mean the the basketball gym at you know, the clifton boys school and that's how it all started and it just that that grew into there were so many kids and then you need more kids to play and somehow the clifton Steins formed out of that group and they even had an indoor team and an outdoor team with all the different age groups and uh, you know, growing up in Clifton, all different ethnicities from Italian to Polish, Eastern European, Middle Eastern, uh, African. And it was just a, every Latin, every kind of soccer style you had, You all had players on together. And it was just, that's what made Clifton so great in soccer. I,
0: think. I mean, Clifton and, and, my, my best friend growing up was from Columbia and he, uh, he used to take me on trips with him to play, you know, at this armory, that armory. Um, we actually yeah. got in, um, his team played at a, like a Metro stars game. And I, I was actually Paul boy at the time. And for years, I thought it was Tim Howard in net, but that was 1996. That was not Tim Howard. That was uh, your boy. Right. Um, told Miola? Miola, yeah. yeah. Clark- Cardinal high school. Yeah. So, yeah, um, but- yeah, we, Clifton is, is one of the best places. You have so many cultures, so many people from all around, and it's not only that they they all play soccer. It's that they play a lot of different types of soccer.
1: Yeah. Different flavors. I, I like to say, and it's just, you pick up something and you know, that's my Clifton, very good. They're always very good in soccer cause of this till to, to this day, it's still the same thing.
0: And, and when we when we're talking about this podcast, we're talking about MLS soccer and, um, next week we have some, some special content coming out. Um, me and another member who are going to talk about what makes MLS different. Um, but that—that's a show for another time, because surely MLS does have its own play style, its own, you know, intricacies, in and of itself. Um... It's a physical league. First yeah, thing yeah. a lot of people don't
1: realize that. You know, a lot of the Europeans that come here are thinking they're going to get a paycheck uh, and for a rude awakening. Yeah, travel <laughs> yeah, and it's exactly. a very physical league. Your guys making sixty k here in this league, they're going to kick you in the ankles, knowing you're making a few million. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember <laughs> uh,
0: Kaká getting bodied a couple times. Yeah, his so, first. These guys,
1: year. it's not. It's not easy.
0: Now, we said our podcast is not about our own fandom, so we do want to kind of get that out of the way. Let's start with American football. You all know because you've watched, I'm sure, wink, wink, all our content all year long. I'm a big uh, New York Giants fan, a big football fan. We actually started this podcast Um as a fantasy football show, kind of went from fantasy football into fantasy football and fantasy predictions, doing some parlays, doing some player prop bets. Um, so I'm a Giants fan, huge NFL football. Alex, where are, do you land in the uh, American football arena?
1: Uh, I'm a huge uh, football fan, and unfortunately, I'm a Minnesota Viking fan. And uh,
0: better well, days are, are are ahead. Forty years of pain from
1: can't get a good kicker to can't get a good offensive coordinator to can't get a good offensive
0: line. It's always something to so. o- to overpay for a <laughs> mediocre quarterback and then be it's surprised just, when he plays like, mediocre uh, football. You
1: know, we're playing Tom Brady buddy for not Tom Brady. You know, you just look at it that way. It's just crazy, but you know, I'm in it for life. So this is it. It's,
0: Good times and bad. You, uh, so yeah. you're a Red Bull fan? You're a Viking fan. That's already looking down. The pain. And the down. pain. <laughs> my pain
1: threshold is, as I'm getting older, I notice my pain threshold is getting weaker. Um, <laughs> i got to be honest.
0: Moving on, and we all see your picture there. Um, better times ahead for baseball. Um, do you want to talk about your, your baseball experience? Well, yeah, I'm a
1: huge uh, Yankee fan. I grew up a Yankee fan, and when I was a little kid, uh, I started with the 76 Yankees when they lost to the Big Red Machine, but I played Little League Baseball around that time, and uh, I was just hooked on the Yankees, and that's it. I've been with them ever since.
0: I love baseball. Um, as a kid, growing up in this area, it was either Yankees or Mets. Mets, when I was growing up, I, I had freed reign over picking my own team. My father's not really a baseball fan, uh, but I could pick any team. Mets, when I was a kid, we were losing 100 games a season, so that wasn't going to happen. And there were a couple of guys that I really didn't get along with that were huge Yankee fans. So I'm like, I need to do something new. I'm watching TBS as a kid, nationally televised on a little black and white television. And after, you know, Charles and Charge is on, what comes up next? Atlanta Braves baseball. So I, yeah. I, ne- I never recovered from that. Um, lifelong Braves fans. We had, we had a couple of good years, but when it comes to Yankees, there is no love lost here. Um, I
1: remember when we first got cable, we got TBS and stuff. All the Atlanta Braves games—I thought that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Even though I was a Yankee fan, it was great to have to watch somebody else as Yankees, Mets all the
0: time. And it tells you, you know, how television contracts really uh, spawn a fan base. I'm—I mean, I mean, I know Braves fans I run into all the time in New Jersey, and it's—it's it's all the same story. Oh, they're nationally televised. It's kind of an an interesting. Uh, yeah. Let's get on it, Red Bulls. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, the, the one thing I think of when I think of baseball perspective, um, and me and you are both loud and opinionated about soccer and at soccer games, we're both season ticket holders. You mm. hear a lot of people just praising rookies, and, and when it comes to prospects, everyone is the big deal, and the fans get so out of sorts when you trade prospects, but I feel like they need to just go and watch baseball. Watch baseball and you will understand what a prospect is.
1: Uh, exactly what you're saying. It also, it also seems the market we're in, the really in New York market, every prospect is elevated, regardless of ability or not. The tiniest of ability, it's even elevated more. You can compare to Red Bull uh, homegrown prospects, to Yankees pitching prospects, to Mets hitting prospects, in, in all the sports in the metropolitan area. The prospects seem to be always overrated.
0: Of, of course, and it's, prospects are nothing until they become something. And there is that chance, but really, 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 and I, I, I tell soccer fans this all the time, if a prospect hasn't done it and he gets traded, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's just a guy, <laughs> you know, and and no one likes to hear that. But from watching baseball, how many next big things in baseball have you seen come up and not be the next big thing?
1: Oh, I mean, it's, it's every year. Every, every year waiting for the
0: next big guy, and
1: it's, you know,
0: It's more hit. It's more missed than hit. Always more missed than hit. Uh, Moving on to soccer, We talked about this a little already. I'm a season ticket holder for Red Bulls. I do follow the USA team, but uh, quite loosely, I like traveling to go into their games, but I'm not, you know, the diehard U.S. national team guy. Um, And abroad, I am a fan for Manchester United or supporter, I should say. Um, Alex, you want to give us a quick rundown on your uh, soccer allegiance?
1: Yeah, I've uh, followed U.S. National team for a very long time. I've traveled. i been part of uh, Uncle Sam's Army back in the day. Uh, I've traveled to New England to watch them, Columbus. Uh, it's an exciting year for U.S. soccer. Kind of turn a page. It's a new uh, end of an old era and start of a new era with Greg Bergalter uh, Landon Donovan is no longer here. Uh, so we're starting a new era with Christian Pulisic. And uh, we have a Gold Cup coming up this summer. So we're going to see right off the bat how... Much rebuilding we have to do, or if we're really right back in the in the race in CONCACAF. Mexico and Costa Rica, argue, you know, arguably are our biggest rivals, and to get to the next group of World Cup qualifying, we have to figure out ways to win on the road against, especially too
0: and especially when when it's coming back to the United States, you can't miss. Like you need to have a good team. This is the next generation, and you saw. No,
1: yeah, I agree with you. Some countries like you know Italy didn't make it, or Holland they miss a World Cup cycle. It's no big deal. Soccer is the number one sport there. Of course. Over here, to get new fans, to get interest level going every time you miss is crucial. You're losing millions and millions of advertising dollars and fans. And that's a
0: problem. And as we all know, money makes the world go round. Exactly. Moving on to basketball, I don't care. Never been a fan. Do you have any... Uh...
1: I'm a Brooklyn Nets fan, but I don't know all the big sports. That's my weakest sport next to, you know, next to NHL ice hockey. But uh, yeah, I watch everything.
0: Yeah, and and I'll watch the big games when it's playoffs um, where yeah. I can, but uh, it just never never was, it ne- probably never will be. Um, so,
1: Yeah, I'd rather watch college football and college basketball instead of NBA, but
0: that's just me. Of course. It it just seems like it's uh, too predictable, and now it's even harder to bet on because you need insider knowledge because they're just sitting random players random times now.
1: Well, you know, it's back-to-back games across country, you can't play in the game. You know, it almost seems like every team makes the playoffs. But the usual suspects are always there in the end. So yeah, you know, Golden yeah. State's probably going to win it again, and I, you know, I'm no basketball expert. That's what it sounds
0: like. Well, we'll find out. Um, we'll, yeah. we'll definitely hit basketball from afar. Um, we did want to talk again about our plans for this season. Um, we want to cover MLS as a whole, and it's it's kind of from almost like a newbie's perspective, kind of like you know, teach Bob MLS. We have special guest stars, and my goal is to have everyone that's a special guest be smarter than me um I've been a fan for a couple of years but I never really dove deep into MLS not watching away uh you know following Red Bulls watching Red Bulls away games but not watching you know every game every week um and I kind of get caught in the oh Red Bulls aren't playing who really cares but not this year this year we're looking to make some money we're looking to make some predictions um have some fun and uh just kind of replace the fantasy football season with some um American MLS soccer. Um have you ever dipped into Sir Alex any fantasy soccer?
1: Yes I have. I played fantasy I've been playing uh major league fantasy, I played Premier League fantasy uh both times with a salary cap, which is very
0: difficult. it's Uh, it's salary cap
1: is salary cap is very very difficult you know if you could ask me the who's the third defender of vancouver you know i'm like uh you know what i'm saying you need to know that stuff to compete of course of course it's crazy
0: and it just seems really boring um it is obviously low scoring and it's, it's hard to have fantasy football works the best high scoring games you it's easy predictability you know um certain things this secondary's bad this running defense is weak yeah
1: it's hard fantasy soccer is hard to hard to get uh, you know numbers it's... on like tackles bad passes passes uh, fouls we had... know, who's who's actually computing that it's hard as a fan watching at home it's hard to know what your guy is doing
0: of course, of course, and it's there, there's more moving parts. It's not oh, you know they can't defend left wingers very well. It's like you know who's going to cover where? Where's the empty space in the field going to be? M- many more questions than just um you know like in fantasy football where you're just you're head to head positions and in you're, you're facing those battles. Um, I took a quote from ESPN.com because I thought it really sums up how I feel about fantasy soccer, and the quote is this. There are different approaches you can take, particularly in the lower tiers. Let's say you're choosing a Tier 2 midfielder. Ann, might be one of your options. He had three Champions League goals and an assist for Chelsea last season, very capable of having a big day. That's the quote from ESPN, and I I read that, and I'm like, wow, this really sucks. Um, Bob, I this... Almost, I, Bob, i got to be
1: honest with you, I almost fell asleep while you're reading
0: that quote. Yes. I mean, seriously. Like, yeah. yeah. Not only is it boring, yeah. but it's yeah. it's... it's um. Let's name all the things wrong. Three Champions League goals and one assist for Chelsea last season, and he's saying he's capable of having a big day. That's a big day. That's a big season. I don't want any part of that. Um, Scoring is like really a joke. Um, in in that format, and another yeah, thing, it's
1: hard, yeah, it's hard to get a good scoring that you know, like touches or bad passes or you know, tackles, like stuff. Like, to, you could get something like that. It just even if you would find somebody, it's hard to watch and enjoy it. It's hard to know how many touches or how many fouls or how many completed passes, or how many uh, feet, uh, yards run, or whatever you want to calculate. You know, it would it, be difficult yeah. to follow.
0: And in, in fantasy football, a guy can run right into the line of scrimmage and get a one-yard gain ten times. And it you know you got matter. one
1: point. You know your point system. You know the points you got. Same thing in the NBA or something like that, fantasy. But then, is a totally then, different ball game.
0: then when he hits that 80 yard run, you know what that is too. in in, in soccer, it's less it's more just overall who's better, and I feel like that's right. kind of cheap. I don't really want to bet on that. Um, and the other thing really wrong with that quote is, Willian is not really a midfielder. Um, I've always known him as an outside winger, and Man, he's actually, pretty,
1: I love him. he's a good player. Though. Ch- Chelsea's
0: <laughs> own website lists him as a forward.
1: To me, he's so, a left winger, but so, what do I know.
0: So every, you know, everything here is like, you know, you have midfielders and forwards and they're not labeled correctly. In football you don't have that. Yeah, you you know, it, it's still easier and when I saw that quote, especially I'm like, wow, this stinks. I can't get into that. Let's we're going to focus on um predictions and uh which team, you know, what what team, teams and players. You know, my favorite way of betting, uh which I've been doing for NFL this season having a lot of success which I think is going to be one of the main focuses of my show here for soccer is like the parlay bets. Um, not necessarily only betting winners and losers in one game, but stringing those bets together. Um, so it, if you have, you know, the first place team against the last place team and bet a dollar, maybe you only make a dollar 20. If you, if you get the bet, you know, you only making 20 cents on the deal. Um, but when you can string those bets together, you can more accurately predict and you get more a, a higher payout. So if you can predict three teams to win over three teams, maybe it's a it's a five to one payout or something like that. So I'm going to look to get into some parlays. Um, and that's really how we're going to focus on kind of the, the fantasy, the gambling aspect and just stay away from that miserable MLS uh, format. Um, yeah
1: I mean, don't forget we got a new team this year so it's uh something else to think about another game another <laughs> to actually bet on or think about with cincinnati coming into the league of course cincinnati. Fanatical, fanatical fan base again playing on this crazy football old kind of turf not even the newer turf till the new built, but still they're they're gonna be tough to tough to win there starting right off the bat yeah, they're yeah. gonna be a tough team
0: and and they're they're not gonna look good on paper either and that that's you know another part of the the thing we're looking at, you know, we're looking to crack the code here. Um, that's part of it. We're going to have uh, one of my buddies, Bill, on next week, and he's going to talk a little bit about um, these these situations that come up that unless you're really an MLS insider, you're not going to know, and we're going to try to use those, Minnesota,
1: though, I don't mean to interrupt you. Minnesota has a brand-new state-of-the-art stadium coming in. I guarantee they're going to be tough at home. they got three DPs coming in this year. This team is flying under the radar, but that new stadium is supposed to be state-of-the-art.
0: All these things, you know, affect soccer a lot more than they affect football. Football in the stadium, who cares? It's the same team. You know, it's uh, it's, it's, there's more of a human aspect, I think, to to soccer than than to a lot of other sports.
1: Oh, the home field advantage in soccer is critical. It's, you see in the old playoff for MLS, the home and home uh, playoff system. The home team second trying to get some kind of advantage, knowing what they need, yeah. thinking you're always going to win at home, and the tiebreakers have many goals on the road. That's how important home field advantage is in soccer.
0: It's a lot and there there's, you know, their strategy, um, it's not one game a week if you're playing different cups, maybe a really good team's going to put out a B squad or a C squad just to save their guys for another day. That's yeah, all stuff right you got to look into. Yeah.
1: Right off the bat, you got Champions League, you have US the Gold Cup's going to be here, you have the US Open Cup's going to be here. Uh players take off for stuff like this and you know, if you're
0: betting, you got to look into that. You got to know. You got to do your homework there. Okay, yeah. we are just about done here. Um, I want to say thanks again for for joining us. Um, I eighty Sports is taking a really important step here um, in our expansion. Um, you guys were great all football season, um, submitting questions, um, getting answers. Hopefully, we made a lot of money. Had a really good time. We had a you know at least a partly entertaining show. Um, Now it's soccer time. We're going to move on to some MLS. Really great to have Sir Alex. Um, Sir Alex, you are an an older gentleman and incognito on the interwebs. Is that correct?
1: That is correct. Okay.
0: You can find me on Twitter at i80sportsbob. Um, You can find – we're going to submit links. Um, You could uh follow us on youtube we really 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 need subscriptions um we're looking at, to get a hundred subscriptions so we can get our own youtube u r l which is gonna be awesome um you can find our videos on YouTube every week once you subscribe they should uh the notifications should pop right up um is there anything else we need to cover today Alex I think it's you know, we talked about it it's been an exciting season uh yeah I can't wait till uh come on the show and talk about it. We're going to try to add a little content every uh, couple weeks or so until the season starts. We know training cans haven't opened up, so there's a lot of question marks still. Um, We're going to recap the off season and we're going to have a show for each um, conference, kind of just talk about, you know, players you should know um, DP contracts, all that type of stuff. So if you're not into the MLS as a whole, you can do it with us. Um, we're going to learn together. Again, I'm not claiming to, to have some insider knowledge or be smarter than everyone else, but I'm going to do the work. We're going to make some money. We're going to have a great time watching some football this season. Alex, thank you again so much for being with us today.
1: No problem, Bob. Thanks a lot. I greatly appreciate it.
0: Okay, guys. Have a great week. Um, this has been I-80 Sports, Introduction to MLS Soccer. See you guys later.